Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy. For today, my name is Heather, so I give you news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view. One you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey, you guys, it is Thursday morning. I had to think about that. It is Thursday morning, March the 16th. And folks, I got an episode for you guys, and it's all about that vax, about that vax. Yeah, folks, it's all about the vaccine. Well, almost all of it. I do have one article I want to read that's not part of the vaccines. This is the fog is lifting. Prophecies that seemed far-fetched, even impossible, are now easily understood. That is by J.B. Hickson. I do believe I have read this article in the past uh, maybe a few days, as a matter of fact, because it was posted on the 12th of March, or I had planned to read it and never got a chance to read it, but it is very good, and it's a short article, but it's very informative and uplifting and encouraging, and so we'll read that from harbingersdaily.com, and of course, you all guys know what's going on with the banking and all this great stuff, and now um, taxpayers will be holding the burden here in the United States of America. It does look like it's got a tsunami going on uh, from here to London to all around the world. And so, folks, you know, our banking system and economics is uh, on the precipice, I do believe. Um, so if you guys are not prepared, let me tell you, you want to get prepared. You want to get you some food. You better get you some food. <laughs> you also better get you some ways of lighting your home and uh, some other kinds of way and maybe cooking. Um, that's off the grid, folks. They're they're planning this giant collapse because they can build back a better and uh if we still have the grid and we still have our banking system and all this other stuff well how can they build back better hmm? no they gotta tear it all down and what does the book of revelation tell us what did jesus christ tell us was coming upon the world during the great tribulation there would be a one world government a one world currency and a one world religion and they are bringing that about so if you look at the world today, we do live in a fallen world, a sin-filled, wicked world. And uh, Satan is the little G God of this age. The Bible says that. And so we also must know that our Heavenly Father, our great Jehovah God, is God Almighty. He is sovereign. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. And so nothing is by Him. And uh, He already knows. He knows the end from the beginning. And so the good thing about all this is God is in total control our heavenly father and if you are not a born again christian a bible believing uh christ follower uh you might want to um oh i don't know read romans uh in your bible that's a good place to start you guys um and if not please realize that you are a sinner and you need a savior and time is running out because you will be left behind if you are not caught up in the rapture of the church which christ comes to take us all home we are his bride and so i'm gonna throw it out there you guys time is short so i do this program is to tell everybody the truth and bring glory to god and to let everybody know that the signs of the times and everything going on around us is pointing to the tribulation. It all points to Bible prophecy and eschatology. And our Father God is the only one who can tell you what's going to happen in the future. And so my cat is going to jump on today as normal. And uh, she's got to jump on and make her little squeaking and messing with my mic and doing her little meowing. But anyway, guys, today is the day of your salvation. Don't wait another moment. 
Anyway, with that, guys, we're going to jump into these articles. So, tick, 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 the quadrillion dollar derivatives of a tsunami. Here we go. That's um, Ellen Brown via the Web of Debt blog. I'm not going to read this, but I am going to throw it out there, guys. You can go to technocracy.news to check it out. It is a very uh, intensive article, and you guys are going to want to read that. Um, So, what else do we have going on today? So, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Japanese officials urge government to tell the truth about excess deaths following vaccine mandates. Reporting shows 210,000 excess deaths, the highest number since World War II. This article is by Jim Hoft. It was posted on the 16th of March, which was today at 7.15 a.m. And you know I do like Jim. He's becoming one of my favorite um, articles, my favorite authors to read by. I like him. So we do have Rapture Ready End Times. Uh, This is uh, 16th of March. They give you headlines. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll just run through some headlines really quick, maybe at the end of the program. But uh, the looming reckoning for COVID tyrants is by Tyler Jordan, Zero Hedge. We'll check that out as well. And another great one, Steve Kirsch, I guess you all have known. If you don't know, Steve Kirsch, uh, .substack.com. You want to go check him out and get on his um, email list because he's going to send you a lot of information. And uh, he was a Democrat. He was a left winger and um, he got the vax and then he realized, oh my gosh, this is not good. And so now he is a huge proponent of speaking out against that. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the stuff that he's digging out. I'm on his news, um, his email uh, newsletter. And folks, you want to get on that. You want to. He sends out stuff every single day uh, of more research that he has found. And so we'll talk about why is it the CDC warning parents that masking their kids creates unacceptably high levels of CO2. This was put out on the 11th of March. And folks, you still see people wearing the mask the mask you still wear them watching the double mask and they're in their cars driving with their masks on and they are folks if you're still wearing your mask you are completely oblivious to science you're completely oblivious to what is going on in this world and i'm afraid you are lost because the mask does not do anything now i'm not saying if you are a cancer patient and you are on chemotherapy or you have asthma or like whatever there are certain reasons to wear a mask here where i live the dirt blows 65 miles an hour we got dirt blowing in the wind and well yes you're probably gonna want to wear a mask because you're not gonna inhale all that dirt and of course if you mow lawns there are masks have their place right but mask is not going to stop you from getting a teeny tiny virus, okay? It's like a mosquito in a chain link fence trying to stop the mosquito from coming onto your property. It's yeah, not going to happen. So anyway, moving right along. So we'll talk uh, a little bit about that. He's got another article. So uh, let me come back over here. And he says, do, do, do. So here's one. This is Whitmire or Whitmer allotted COVID funds for CRT in genderism in schools this is by m dowling and you can find it at the independent sentinel.com we'll talk a little bit about that and the new israeli moh study shows covid vax increases your risk of death over time and this is by uh, the steve kirsch newsletter so we'll jump into that article as well and he's got another one excess dementia deaths in australia seems to have only one possible explanation and we'll talk about that and that was from march the 7th so we got a lot of stuff to talk about on the vax you guys 
And this isn't even the tip of the iceberg. Ooh, almost called it an iceberg. I don't know where that came from, but it's not even the tip of an iceberg. You guys are so much to do with this. And the VAERS reporting agency, and of course, uh, Pfizer won 75 years to uh, divulge that information or to release their data. And of course, a Texas judge said, uh, no, you're going to do it uh, now. So I mean, they have um, so long to, I think like 10,000 or however many pages per month they have to release. So Anyway, guys, the truth is out there, and uh, there was one other article um, that was talking about that. Uh, I believe it was over in the UK um, talking about that as well, but when people are catching on, they know they can't hide it anymore, but they're still trying, and the thing is, the, most of the people know that this vaccine is not a good thing. People drop it dead, like just, you can't hide it, right? You just, if it's all on TV, like you know, live TV, they're dropping dead, you, just, you know, you can't stop that. And so the thing is, people realize there's, hey, there's something wrong. You know, it hasn't always been like, if you haven't been brainwashed, propaganda washed, I like to say, uh, there is something going on in the world. And it is evil, you guys, evil. And Satan has a plan. And what is Satan's plan? To come to kill, steal, and to destroy. And what do you think is going on in the world today? Killing, stealing, and destroying. And then you have those who are inventing new ways uh, to be evil. And the Bible tells us about that. In the end days, there will be inventors of new ways to be evil. And so this is happening. What do you think they're doing? Inventing these vaccines, inventing these viruses and all of this stuff. And so, of course, Jesus said that in the end days, there would be like earthquakes in diverse places. That's a key word there, I noticed, in diverse places. And so I look around the world today. Do you have any earthquakes occur every single day? There are a lot. And if you want to go back the last couple hundred years, they have increased like a hundred times, a hundred fold. Don't quote me on that number, but they are increasing uh, mon- momentously. And uh, and so, and they're not only increasing more, they're more deadly, killing more people. The earthquake death toll in Turkey is up to 50,000 people. 50,000 people. I want you to think about that, folks. And don't think about that as just a generic number. Oh, 50,000 people. Think about your city and how many people. Like, I live in a city of maybe 200,000 people. And to think 50,000 people just died. I mean, that's that's a lot of folks. And then you want to think about on a, on a humanitarian level. Um, these are mothers, fathers, children, uncles, aunts, cousins, brothers, sisters, you know, uh, teachers, these were influential people. And then you want to think about the sudden, how it happened so suddenly. We know the rapture is going to come and the rapture's Jesus is coming suddenly to take us home. And the twinkling of an eye, folks, that's pretty fast. This corruptible, sin-filled, wretched body is going to be changed into an incorruptible body. Praise the Lord. The day is coming, folks, and it's coming at any moment. But if you lived in Turkey, and when that earthquake happened, let me tell you, it was suddenly. Nobody can tell you well, that earthquake is going to happen right now. Nobody can tell you that. It's like there's a warning, like there may be a tornado in your area uh, today. There's a high-level risk of a tornado in your area. You may want to be able to seek cover. No, 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 folks. Earthquakes don't give you warnings. They just happen. If they gave you warnings, then people would have time to get out of the way, and they don't. Or to get to wherever you go during an earthquake. I don't know. I live in Texas. We've been having them here in Texas, which is weird. We actually had one not too far from us a couple of years ago. And I actually felt it. I was like, wow, that was crazy. We do a lot of fracking here too. But it happened suddenly. Those people did not have the opportunity to repent for their wicked, wretched lifestyle. Folks, I don't care if, if, if you've only, you know, 
Say you you think you're a good person. Oh, I'm a good person. Am I good outweighs my bad? No, it doesn't work like that. Take a glass of water, okay? Take a glass of water and one drop of any color food coloring that you want, to, and you drop that into the wet color. That water is is you can't you can't separate it, right? That's it. You can't you can't change it. This takes one teeny tiny drop, and it's all ruined. So, your life. If you have ever told a lie. If you have ever stolen anything, I don't care if you're four years old and you stole a piece of candy or you borrowed, quote, something and you never returned it, that's stealing. If you're at your office and you took a pen home, but you didn't really mean to, but you did it anyway, that's still stealing, folks. It doesn't matter. If you've uh, looked at a man or a woman with lust in your heart, that is as if you've committed adultery. Folks, it doesn't matter. One single Sin separates you from a holy, righteous, almighty God. So it doesn't matter. If you've committed one sin, that you're tainted. That's it. Doesn't matter how much good you do to try to outweigh that sin. Doesn't matter. You can't do it. You can't do it. And um, so we all need a Savior. And some of us are way more wretched than others. <laughs> Oh, I'm wretched. But you know, the good thing is that's grace, more grace from my heavenly father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so if you've ever committed any sin, doesn't matter. You need a savior and you have time. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you have time to repent of your sin, excuse me, and ask Jesus Christ to be your savior Confess your sin to him. Confess your need that you want him to be your savior, that you need him to be your savior. And you're saved. You're saved. And then go and tell people about it. But time is running out. And do you think those folks in Turkey that died during that earthquake, that they had an opportunity to cry out to Jesus Christ to be their savior? I'm telling you guys, Allah can't save you. He's a demon, just like all the other ones. There's only one true God. That's God Almighty, Jehovah God. That's it. The Lord Jesus Christ. There's no other name in which you may be saved under heaven except for Jesus Christ. The Lord Yeshua, Jesus. That's it. That's it, folks. Anyway, I always want to throw that out there because it happened suddenly. That happened suddenly. Those people didn't have a chance. To say, oh, because people always say, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll repent later or I'll ask Christ to be my savior you know, later after I get through living some of my sin-filled life. You know, I'll do that later. Let me tell you something. You could get hit by a Mack truck. You could get hit by a bus. You could get struck by lightning. You could do something stupid and fall off of a ladder and break your neck and die suddenly. And you won't have that opportunity. So I implore you today. Today is the day of salvation. Don't wait another moment. Okay, guys, we're going to move right along. Um, I do know that the um, um, headlines here are uh, dramatic today. There's a lot of other stuff going on, but I want to talk about the vaccine today because that, to me, is the most evil thing prevalent in our society today, and they are using that to murder people indiscriminately. They don't care. They don't really care. They're just murdering people, and... um, you know, like here's here's the thing in USA Today. As COVID turns three, experts worry where the next pandemic will come from and if we'll be ready. <laughs> We're going to be ready to murder more people. Let's make some more vaccines. Let's do this. What really upsets me 
is the person who developed the mRNA vaccine says how deadly it is and how it wasn't supposed to be used on humans and that nobody ever survived. You know, of all their testing trials and stuff, it was it was a complete utter failure for death. But what do they do? Now they're putting in the RSV vaccine for children. Folks, I'm just letting you know that uh, something is uh, something is not kosher. Something is not right. And you guys know it. Um, but anyway, he goes on to say, for years, public health experts warned of the possibility of an illness spreading across the globe and killing millions. After all, it had happened before. It says measures were in place around the world to spot early signs of a never before seen bug with dangerous potential. That's why on, listen to this, December 31st, 2019, China notified the World Health Organization that a novel pathogen was circulating in Wuhan, the most populous city in central China. A day later, in that city of 12 million, a wet market selling live animals was shuttered because of fears it was the source of the virus that would be later known as as SARS-CoV-2. Yes, folks, so three years later, the risk of a deadly pathogen spreading around the world remains. Now, in addition to worrying about a virus that might jump from animals to humans, experts are concerned about research accidents and what should be unthinkable, the possibility of someone intentionally unleashing unleashing a highly contagious and lethal pathogen. (laughs) Didn't they already do that? (laughs) Yes, they did, but they're not going to tell you the truth. So anyway, uh, we want to throw that in there. Folks, they're using these headlines to push fear, just like they did with the COVID. And we have the now the WHO, which is the World Health Organization, and Tedros. Uh, he's a demonic man. Anyway, they have all this in place to now force people to take this vaccine. You will take this vaccine whether you want to or not. And this is what's happening. They're moving it all towards this. And I don't know if this new upcoming vaccine after the church is raptured will be the, quote, mark of the beast. I don't know. Um, There's no way to tell uh, because, you know, the mark is on or in. And so your right hand or your forehead. And so I don't really see people getting the vaccine shot in their forehead. So, I mean, you really got to think about that or in their hand. Um, so you really need to think about things like this, but the technology is here to implement a mark, a mark. I did, um, episodes back in July of 2021, long time ago about these, um, they look like in, in pastor JD Farag, it did the whole thing and he even knocked it down to like palindons and they talk, broke it down into the Greek. Anyway, they're like tattoos kind of things, but they're like, uh, and they're also going to be used as vaccines, but they're a sticker top thing. And you put this on your skin and all these little bitty needles or palindons anyway, stick into your skin and they in, in, inject this, right? And so uh, your phone with your RFID can actually read or scan that and you can put it on your forehead or your hand and you can scan it. Uh, anyway, it can illuminesce. Uh, and it's luciferous is what it's called. I mean, how much more could this possibly be close to Lucifer? Luciferous? Hello, folks. But anyway, they are um, quite obvious with what they're doing. But the technology is here for the mark of the beast. The technology is here for what the book of Daniel said. The prophet Daniel said, hey, you know, people are going to run to and fro, to and fro, looking for knowledge. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Okay, like, hey, what's going on? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. 
And then uh, you think about that, like he said, seal this book up to the end of time, Daniel, for it's not for you to know these things. But then in the end days, they will know. The wise will shine, right? They will know. And so I think we have great pastors right now. Pastor Jack Hibbs, Pastor James Cadiz, uh, Pastor J.D. Farag. Uh, we have lot, Mark Henry. We have Pastor Tom Hughes. We have a lot of pastors right now standing up. Pastor Billy Crone. Lots of them telling us, hey, this is what's happening. But when you look around the world, there's a remnant of believers. There's just a remnant. And there's, you know, you would think like right now with all this going on, that church pastors would be like, what? From the pulpit screaming, hey, look at the Bible. Look at the world. Look at the culture. Look at the Bible. Look what the Bible said. These days would be, and you can see them right now. It is exactly like the Bible said. So let's jump into some articles, shall we? So excess dementia deaths in Australia seem to have only one possible explanation. The only way to explain the sudden rise in deaths in June, July 2021 that fits the data is the COVID vaccine, AFAIK. This is article is by Steve Kirsch. You can find it at stevekirsch.substack.com. Com. Goes executive summary. Goes the chart below is from a substack by Andrew Madry entitled Excess Dementia Death in Australia. Folks, it skyrockets from uh, June of uh, 21 of June 7th of 21 all the way up to December of 2021 folks it goes from like less than 200 maybe like 120 or so all the way up to um, nearly a thousand less than a week week ending folks this is this is crazy this is from um of course the 7th of june of 21 to the 20 december 21 that's what that week i mean it's insane guys you would not believe it anyway so he goes on to say uh excess dementia deaths cumulative and uh rose dramatically in 2021 starting at the time of the vaccine rollout and continued to diverge if it wasn't the vaccine then what was it so there are only two causes that have been suggested number one the safe and effective vaccine and number two People, uh, because people in nursing homes were denied hospital treatment. And I can throw this in there. Yes, they were. My father had a an infection. They would not take him to the hospital because he could have got COVID. But he died from a massive heart attack. And I'm telling you, probably septic from um, that infection. So I'm just going to throw that out there for you, for all you that lost loved ones during 2020. Yeah, that wasn't from COVID. Anyway, moving right along. He goes, we can see from the chart that a rapid increase in dementia deaths in June to July exactly coincides with the VAX rollout for aged care. Just a coincidence? Pretty unlikely, I think, he says. If you have an alternate hypothesis, he goes, it would have to fit the June-July time frame for the biggest effect. Goes on to say evidence for casualty. Dementia was listed in three of 150 serious adverse event safety signals for 18 and over that the CDC found in the VAERS database. And it scored 52 times in the X-Factor analysis. So if you think it is not caused by the vaccine, I'm all ears because the data fits like a glove, he says. This wasn't caused by COVID damaging people's brains since there was no COVID in June, July of 2021 when the excess dementia deaths rose dramatically. And you can see right here, daily deaths in Australia. Goes on to say, note that officially Australia only recognized 15 deaths for the vaccine in 2021. That's preposterous. Whenever I do surveys, I find comparable numbers of people who died from COVID versus the vaccine. Someone is lying to you. Do your own surveys. And he goes, in summary, nobody can explain these dementia deaths if it wasn't the vaccine so the health authorities say the cause is unknown simple 
You know, remember in Alaska, the number one cause of death is rose to the top is unknown death. <laughs> unknown. Really? So you're more likely to die from unknown in Canada than anything else. So we all know it's the vaccines. So moving right along, here's another article by Steve Kirsch. And you can go to Steve Kirsch Substack or Steve Kirsch.substack.com. His last name is K-I-R-S-C-H. H. So he goes, new Israeli MOH study shows COVID vax increases your risk of death over time. So a new study covertly released by the Israeli Ministry of Health confirms that we know from the Medicare data, the COVID vaccines increase your risk of death over time. This is posted the sixth, or I'm sorry, the 9th of March executive summary. And he says in an earlier post, he says, I analyzed the Medicare data that the CDC refuses to disclose. He goes, he found that COVID vaccines increase your risk of death over time. Now the Israeli Ministry of Health has covertly released a new study showing the same thing, that the COVID vaccines uh, significantly increase your risk of death for at least 180 days post-vaccination. Here's an English-translated version of the study so you can read it for yourself. Note that many important details are omitted in the report. So we're going to read this just a tad here. So it goes on to say... Do, do, do. So, the study shows the vaccine gradually increases the risk of death over time with a peak at four months from the shot. This is why it is so hard to see compared to a vaccine which causes a massive number of deaths shortly after the shot. But they don't blame the vaccine. Instead, they claim that the increase in mortality is due to the healthy effect to the I'm sorry to the healthy vaccine effect they call it HVE this is a quote hand-waving argument unquote which has no evidentiary basis whatsoever any HVE effect would be very small and very time limited goes on to say the study also shows very clearly that the vaccines are increasing serious cardiovascular events in ages 12 to 29 after the shot with a peak at on day three that should not be ignored by anyone but is being ignored by everyone including the people who wrote the study he goes on to say that he wrote quote the results regarding cardiovascular events close to the vaccination did not indicate an excess risk 30 days after the vaccination unquote he says seriously you'd have to be completely blind not to see the huge spike on day three after the shot this is a perfect example of gaslighting the only explanation that fits is that it fits the evidence the vaccine is increasing your risk of death over time just as i wrote two weeks ago he says in his article about medicare data and that the vaccine is causing cardiovascular events in young people we all see that happening folks it's right there dropping dead 25 year old rappers dropping dead on stage hello hello uh, you know, Hamlin dropping dead on the football field. Maybe, you know. Yeah, anyway, so the report. The report looked at all those vaccinated with two doses until the end of October of 2021 before the start of the Omicron wave who died during the 60-day follow-up from the vaccination and who were not positive for corona. 1815 cases. So 1,815 cases were included. Note, he says, they do not tell us how many cases were excluded. For example, many people get the vaccine and quickly get COVID and die. Figure one shows the distribution of the number of deaths according to the duration of the time since the vaccine. And here's uh, the first 60 days. Oh my goodness, folks. Anyway, he goes on to say in figure one, uh, figure one shows the day from shot number two until death for a safe vaccine. All the bars should be the same height, folks. It is Wow, you guys, you got to check this out at stevekirsch.substack.com to see the implications for yourself. Anyway, just to see it visually on a graph, 
Makes you go, oh, geez. Anyway, so uh, it's supposed to be a completely flat line. Does this look flat to you? I can tell you, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and he says, nope, it doesn't to me either. The scientists can't explain the huge rise from 10 to 20 deaths a day. A day, folks. 10 to 20 deaths a day to over 70 deaths a day. He goes, I can. It's the vaccine. We saw the same effect in the Medicare data. The death rate kept increasing over time after you got the shot. Was these was this unique to the Medicare data? He says he didn't think so. He goes, we'd see it in the overall death data as well. But nobody will release the vax death data to allow us to look in giant capitalized letters, and I won't scream that at you, but hello. Anyway, he goes on to say, as he's complained about in his earlier article on holding the data hostage, no health authority in the world releases data. They won't. Have you noticed? Nobody. Anyway, when you ask and offer to pay for it, they go shoot. He says uh, he's only found one county health official in the world who is going to do this. And he says, I have to keep her identity a secret, of course, until the data is out. So deaths post-vaccination are supposed to be a flat line if the vaccine is safe. Deaths happen with the poison or yeah, poison distribution. If you have a large population, it will be a completely flat line if you're measuring days after an event for a perfectly safe event that is evenly distributed over time. These charts are from my Game Over article, he says, for two different vaccines the flu vaccine and the pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine see how the lines are all flat they're extremely flat under 100 right and he goes on to say uh, and that's the pneumococcal shots same thing as a whale over 100 that's around 50 okay so it's around 50 with one little spike up to looks like 225 um just one day i'm not sure what that was all about um, anyway, these are all folks under the age of 80. So the health effects or the healthy vaccine effect or HVE, if you look closely, you can see that there's a slight rise in the slope for the first 20 days. That's the HVE effect. It's small, less than 20% reduction in deaths and very short-lived, less than 20 days. The reason it occurs is that if you know you're going to die in a few days, you don't get vaccinated with a vaccine. For Medicare, this effect is larger because there are simply a larger number of people. We know... <clears throat> Or a larger number of people uh, who know they only have a few days to live. So let's just give them a shot. Sorry. Let's get that money. Anyway, uh, so for Medicare, this effect is larger because, you know, they, 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 they know this, right? So in the case of Israel, it was the entire population that was included in the study. The HVE effect is going to be a lot smaller. In short, the HVE effect, uh, they are speculating in the paper, it doesn't explain it at all. So the full death data. So here's the entire or whole 20 days worth of data from the paper. The death increase peaks at four months after injection of dose number two of Pfizer this whole curve should have been flat folks that's not flat anyway <laughs> this is why it is so hard to associate vaccine caused deaths with a vaccine because the deaths are so spread out over time and do not happen right after the vaccination the study also showed that the vaccines are causing kids to have heart attacks and die have you ever been wondering about all the young kids dying from heart attacks could they be caused by the vaccines? This new study shows absolutely that's the case, he says. Goes like, and this is all in Hebrew. It's kind of cool, you guys. You should really, wow, check this stuff out. So he goes, he goes, again, if the vaccine is safe, the bars should be the same height. Do you see a problem on day three? That's casualty. There is no other way to explain it. Guys, day three, it skyrockets and then comes back down. But there's still deaths every single day. But day three, folks, it jumps it jumps up 130% fold. 
It's crazy. So he goes, he goes, this is insane. He says, I know uh, that Canada data pretty well and not a single healthy kid in Canada ever died from COVID in the entire country for the whole pandemic. Yes, folks. And Canada is a pretty big country, 38 million people, he says. So why are we vaccinating kids and giving them heart problems for no benefit? And this chart is only for certain coded hospital events. It doesn't show young people who died from cardiovascular events after the vaccine in the hospital or at home. But it's reasonable to assume that this chart is just the tip of the iceberg due to the limitations. And he goes, and there's more information. Here is an MIT professor, Retsev Levi's tweet. And he goes, um, MOH, which is the Minister of Health, of course, in Israel, study compares non-COVID deaths uh, vaccinated over days 1 through 30 versus 31 to 60 post-dose 2. This is January through October of 2021. This ignores over 600 um, COVID deaths just prior uh, or deaths just post-dose 1. But they still have to, quote, wave the striking safety signal 540 uh, versus 1,275 deaths, first versus second period. What did they do, he says. So summary, the Medicare results were definitive. Uh, the vaccine increases your risk of death for months after the shot. It's why the CDC refuses to release the death vax records from Medicare, which are trivial uh, to release or the nationwide death vaccine data requires a little more work he says now we have more confirmation the israeli minister of health study shows us once again that the vaccine increases people's risk of death over time their data shows that the death peak of pfizer dose number two is four months after the shot he says make no mistake if this were a positive study it would have been made publicly available and all the press in israel would be reporting on it instead they deliberately hid it behind a paid firewall where nobody could find it. MIT professor Ritzev Levi was the first person to bring this important study to the public's attention, not the Israeli Ministry of Health. Is it his responsibility to inform the public that the vaccines are unsafe? Oh, yeah. Anyway, this bearing of the data is a tactic admission or a tacit admission by the health authorities that the results are bad. It doesn't get more explicit than that. So now you know the shots increase your risk of death and the health authorities don't want you to know about it. Don't expect the mainstream media anywhere in the world to touch this story. Folks, go check out Steve Kirsch, uh his website. Guys, you're gonna, man, he's got loads and loads and loads of information, and you can find it at Steve Kirsch, that's K-I-R-S-H-S-C-H dot substack dot com. What else we got going on? Whitmire allotted COVID funds for the CRT and agendarism in schools. Surprise, surprise. No, we're not. This article is by M. Dowling. You can find it at independentsentinel.com. So uh, it's posted on the 16th of March. Uh, today, today, folks. So Brendan Clary, author at Chalkboard Review uh, for the Center Square, reports that Whitmire is spending pandemic relief funds on critical race theory and gender ideology. She allotted $1.4 million in CARES Act funds to Michigan State University College of Education in Michigan Virtual to create online social justice courses. Clary writes, Inside Nova reports it's under scrutiny. Whitney has her own handheld or hand selected council. In 2019, Whitmire created the uh, Governor's Education Advisory Council and chose all 15 people who would serve on it. She personally signed off on granting the money, according to the report. They create courses like the anti racism and social justice teaching and leadership that teaches educators, quote, how to see racism and privilege and how they plan and how they play out in school and society. 
analyze theoretical frameworks for anti-racist and social justice teaching, recognize system oppression, and apply strategies to dismantle it and examine how to connect with staff and communities, unquote. The report explained, quote, the material in that course asked teachers about how they could respond to a classroom situation in the most anti-racist way possible, unquote. Like, that's not even a racist statement in itself. So people must realize that teachers are learning to teach anti-Americanism and anti-white ideology. Critical race theory, including gender ideology, is based on Marxism. Transition children behind parents' backs. Michigan's Department of Education is now urging teachers to transition children behind their parents' backs. Michigan's Department of Education, or the MDOE, advocates for gender, quote, fluidity, end quote, fluidity. Lord help me. Anyway, starting at the elementary school level, it pushes educators to, quote, facilitate the sexual transition of minors without parental consent, unquote, according to a new report. Folks, what in the hell are elementary teachers talking to children about sex? That is perversion, right? That is perver- That's grooming children. That is insane. That should be il- that should be illegal. Parents, you better get involved. You better get involved and make your voices heard. Anyway, so... After obtaining, quote, videos and international uh, documentation from the state's training program, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, uh, Christopher Rufo, reported that, quote, training program mimics the basic narrative of academic queer theory. The presenters claim that the West has created a false notion that gender is binary in order to oppress racial and sexual minorities, unquote. Bizarre terms from the criminally insane educators. That's what I'm saying. Quote, the department encourages teachers to adopt the principle of intersectionality, a key tenet of critical race theory, to dismantle systems of oppression, which are replicated through the culture and institutions of education, Rufo explained. The first step to dismantling these systems, according to the presenters, is to disrupt the gender binary, unquote. In one video, a self-described black masculine identified cisgendered lesbian baby boomer, I don't even know what I just read, folks. Anyway, uh, trainer Amori Robinson describes the vast array of gender terminology out there for educators to learn, such as gender fluid, gender queer, or gender nonconforming, unquote. Folks, this is at wicked, wicked. It's like, what do you say? He will turn them over to a reprobate mind, a reprobate mind. And what does that mean? What we're looking at right now, this is exactly what all this means. A reprobate mind. <laughs> it means they think like an animal. I mean, who else would come up with this stuff? Anyway, back to the article, and it says, Students may identify as asexual, lesbian, straight, gay, bisexual, queer, questioning, dis- demisexual, demiromantic, aromantic, and scoliosexual, said Robinson. I'll leave that to you to Google on those because we ain't got time today. I'm with you, Robinson. We ain't got time. I don't even know what those words are. I, those aren't even words. Anyway, so whatever the student says, uh, when asked how to address a student of some bizarre gender, Amori said to go with whatever the student says, quote, they're the best experts on their own identities and their own bodies, unquote, Amori said. You may have to sit with some discomfort sometimes. You may have to sit with some discomfort sometimes. <laughs> and uh, here's a, a tweet. You can go down and check it out at Christopher F. Rufo. At Real Chris Rufo. Uh, they're on Twitch and you can go and find that out. But we're not going to play that. So abandon gendered language. Rufo explained that the training program advises teachers to abandon so-called gendered language. Boys and girls are out and replaced by gender neutral variations such as earthlings and people with penises and people with vulvas. <clears throat> Folks, I absolutely just read that from a 
an accredited article. Folks, those words just came out of my mouth. Yes, it is what teachers are supposed to address children as. Somebody help me. Somebody help me understand how we got to this in the United States of America. Oh, I remember. I remember. It's a Romans 1 culture. That's what happened. <laughs> let's make homosexual marriage legal. Yes, let's, let's do that. Yes, and let's light up the White House in this uh, abomination of, of, of uh, lights. Yes, let's do this. Let's just tell them um, how we support this. And uh, yes, let's, let's just confirm the abominations in the Bible. And let's let other people in the country, and let's just cheer and clap and say, yes, yes, what you're doing, pride, yes. And let's just, just fulfill what the Bible says a Romans 1 culture is, which we have already done in the United States. And you can see um, the end result of that. We are no longer the, quote, united states of America. There are still states here, but we are definitely not united. These people, these reprobates, as I may call them, these abominations, this is what they're doing. And this is, and, and, and they're shoving this agenda on us. And what are we to do? Just like go along and get along? No, we are not to go along and get along. As Christians, we are to stand up and voice what the Bible says. While there's still time, because folks, I think there's no hope for America. There's zero hope. There's there's no hope for America. You can't elect a leader that's going to fix any of this. The only person that's going to fix any of this is Jesus Christ. And he is coming to take us out of here. And do I think that the United States could change and turn around? No, I don't. I think we are so close to the end right now. We see, I mean, all the signs have converged. You can see the, the, the mark of the beast coming. You can see the beast system in rise. You can see the one world government coming, the one world economy, the cashless society, um, you know, the one world religion. You see all of these things already rising that are sitting on a precipice. They're waiting for something major to happen. What do you think? They're waiting for something major to happen. The rapture of the church. When the rapture of the church happens, boom all these puzzle pieces are gonna it's like a domino effect when we're yanked out of here boom that one domino falls and then they all just collapse and then everything is is is, is brought up just like that the rise of the antichrist he comes with peace you know he rides the white horse he's got the crown he's got the he's got the bow he has zero arrows he comes with a false peace boom and then you have everything famines pestilence wars and then jesus opens up the seals he's the only one who can and the bold judgments and then folks <laughs> oh we see all these things happening and like was we see and they always wonder like why is it the united states in bible prophecy i mean we 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 evangelize we go out and we do because we are a cesspool of wickedness and we look around right now because we allowed this to happen because christians you know well we just need to get along to go along we just need to yeah we never stood up we have pastors like olstein and kenneth copeland and creflo dollar and all these wolves and sheep's clothing, the apostate pastors that say, well, you know, like Andy Stanley, like, you know, we don't need to worry about what the Bible says. The Bible says. The Bible says. Now, if you haven't seen my YouTube video, I did a YouTube video. I done two on old Andy, Mr. Stanley, and his father, Charles. I, you know, I'm losing. I have lost respect for Charles Stanley. Trust me, I love Charles Stanley. I used to. Oh my gosh, I had his Life Principles Bibles. I have a ton of his books. Like, I really, really did. And I do. But. I don't so much anymore because he knows his son is an apostate and he has not called him out publicly. He needs to. He needs to because Andy Stanley's on his way to hell with his whole church and congregation. And everybody follows him. He's just leading them to straight primrose road to hell while his daddy doesn't say a word. 
And people say, well, you know, his dad got divorced and, you know, he's also horrible. Who cares? A lot of people see their parents get divorced. A lot of stuff. Does that make them a leader of a huge congregation and lying to them and taking them to hell? No, no, it really doesn't. But Charles Stanley, I'm telling you, Charles Stanley, you need to call your son out as the apostate that his, he is. If not only to save those who are following him from going down the path to hell, but to save your son. You need to tell him the truth of what the gospel says because somehow he lost that along the way. But then again, he knows he knows what the gospel is, and he has turned his back on the gospel. Mm. Anyway, I had to throw that in there, you know. But folks, even before reading the rest of this article, we can, I can already tell you that we are living a Romans 1 culture. We have allowed it to happen, and uh, if you want to read how that ends, go to Romans 1 and read how that ends. I even wrote a book on it. You can go to... Uh, uh, Amazon, I guess you can find it there on Amazon. It's um, the remnant of believers, and uh, that is the Kindle book version. It's the last days remnant church, I think, is the um, is the paperback. Anyway, you guys, go check that out if you would like to. Let me know what you think. Um, so anyway, let's jump to another article, shall we? So, why isn't the CDC warning parents that masking their kids creates unacceptably high levels of CO two? Yeah, I talked to a lot of people who got really sick and from wearing the stupid mask. You're not designed, our bodies are not designed to wear a mask for eight hours a day. I don't know who who envisioned that, but that is not correct. Because your body expels things, you know, from your body. You're not supposed to inhale that stuff back, right? This makes common sense to me. But carbon dioxide rises a beyond acceptable level, safety levels in children under nose and mouth coverings, results of an experimental measurement study in healthy children. And uh, there's a bunch of good stuff on that. It says Dell Big Tree was right. CO2 levels have been confirmed to rise to unacceptable levels in kids in a paper published in September of 2022. But the CDC refuses to warn parents of the danger even after the paper was published. So it's our job to warn since everyone else, mainstream medical community, mainstream press, and CDC are remaining silent, folks. You can tell that's what I'm here to do. So the original High Wire demo, you can watch that if you go to stevekirsch.substack.com and you can check it all out. Anyway, he goes on to talk about, um, you know, drowsiness, complaints of poor air, headaches, sleeplessness, stagnant, stale, stuffy, air, poor concentration, loss of attention, increased heart rate, and slight nausea may also be present. Folks, so much happened to these kids when they were wearing that diaper on their face. And so, we'll move right along here. So, here's another one. This is it. So, the good news, the finger-pointing phase has begun. This is progress. We knew this was bound to happen sooner or later, and it has started, <clears throat> and it is going to escalate from here. So, watch Karl Lauterbach, Minister of Health in Germany, start the process. Folks, we won't watch that because it's all in German, but I will read to you uh, what it said, that we will read the translation. <laughs> So we'll go with those Steve's executive summary. So, quote, it wasn't my fault, And quote. We're going to see more and more of these admissions in the near future. And, of course, here's a clip of it. And the basically thing is when beep hits the fan in Germany, this is Aussie17 on uh, Twitter, if you want to go check out Aussie17. He goes, health minister admits vaccine injuries, 1 in 10,000 doses, not people, you guys, not people, 1 in 10,000 doses, 
And it says, absolutely shocking. Why did you claim it was safe and effective? It was a failed tweet. First of all, I didn't sign the contracts. BioNTech, exorbitant. It goes on and on, folks. And we'll read a little bit more about that. You can watch the entire video if you like German. I don't like German. Um, it reminds me of Klaus Schraub. Anyway, so implications. So Karl Lauterbecker, uh, federal minister of Germany for health, is basically saying it wasn't his fault because he didn't sign the contracts for the vaccines. Number two, he acknowledges that his earlier statement in summer of 2021 uh, that the vaccines are free of side effects was an exaggeration that was expressed in a failed tweet. Number three, he acknowledges... If you guys heard that on my phone, we have um, precipitation in my area. And let me tell you something. I'm just going to interject here really quick. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for the rain because we are in a drought. I know my brothers in California are getting rained out while we're over here in a dust bowl. So praise the Lord for the rain. It is raining today. And I'm so thankful for that. I had to throw that in there <laughs> anyway. So we go on and he says uh, he acknowledges a rate of one per 10,000 doses for those experiencing serious adverse events. Um, he still thinks overall the benefits outweigh the risks, so he's not backpedaling that much. He agrees that drug companies profits have been exorbitant and he will set up a program to deal with the injuries. And that's a good start. So the health minister is still badly misinformed about the rates of adverse events because it's important to note that the benefits don't outweigh the risk. This is crystal clear for kids, but true for all ages as well. For example, nobody can name a single previously healthy kid who died from COVID, but I can name plenty of previously healthy kids who died from the COVID vaccine. The actual race for serious adverse events are more than 100 times greater than he's acknowledging at this time, but at least he's setting a floor for serious injury. Note, the rate for death is around 1 per 1,000 doses, consistent with studies by Rancourt as well as the published paper by Skidmore. So we know the health ministry is off by at least a factor of 10 since death would be considered to be a serious adverse event. So summary, the finger pointing has begun. This is progress. We are getting ready. Or he goes, we're getting there slowly but surely. So you can read the entire transcript of the video. I'm not going to read it because it's pretty lengthy, um, but you can read it if you would like to. Please go and show Steve Kirsch.substack.com some love. He has got some excellent information on, on these vaccines, and he is digging up stuff, folks. He was already uh, a reporter, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, if you want to get some good stuff, you got to go check him out. Go check out his website. Go check out his Twitter page. Um, get on his mailing list and um, find out some really really good stuff i'm just here telling you just i like to show you and tell you about good folks you know where you can get some good information so the lumen reckoning for covid tyrants leads me into this one this is tyler jordan at zerohedge.com is authored by william sullivan via the american thinker so many of the tyrants who promoted the covid madness have been begging for amnesty for some time and we should only expect that their numbers will grow as more evidence surfaces and this was posted yesterday wednesday March the 15th and so goes on to say but we should make no mistake there needs to be a reckoning in the West when it comes to COVID I used to wonder as a child how extreme fanaticism such as Nazism could gain footing among any educated population he goes I'm now uh, convinced that the internationally coordinated propaganda campaign around COVID that we all recently witnessed for nearly three years makes the Nazis look like amateurs he goes please don't take this as typical this thing I don't like is Nazism kind of comparison but rather think honestly about this for a moment it took decades of propaganda to inflame the germans people hatred of european jews uh, such that they'd become second-class citizens unworthy of the simplest of rights such as dining in a public restaurant 
and even unworthy of even receiving medical care. In a matter of only two years, in the supposedly free West, we had mass swaths of people, or at least the appearance of mass swaths of people on social media, openly wishing hardship and death upon their countrymen that simply chose not to inject a new frantical con- concocted unproven drug into their bodies to offset a risk that was and is for the vast majority of people scarcely more dangerous than the common cold or flu not only did restaurants refuse service to these people as a matter of policy in places like new york but these people were fired from their jobs in hospitals in some places began openly refusing life-saving services to patients if a particular individual had the audacity to not have goose stepped to the local pharmacy for not ain't but sway doses of new drug as with nazis it doesn't matter whether the majority of the population actually agreed with any of that or whether the incredible visibility of any endless sea of propaganda posters and pamphlet circulates circulars the modern equivalent of which is twitter and facebook algorithmic bias was just falsely presenting to the public that this was the case what matters is that the government media and corporate powers in both cases all acted as one symbiotic organ with a clear purpose and message designed to demonize anyone guilty of wrong think and punish them for a lack of fealty to the ideological imperative. The truth has only begun uh, coming to light. And already it has all but buried the COVID narrative as it once stood. Though a few remaining werewolves are still demanding that we mask up in supermarkets and there are a few remaining policies which cling to the madness of the past such as America's refusing the top tennis player in the world entry into the country based upon his not, based upon his having not been injected with the COVID cartel's preferred drug. But those in charge, particularly those who knowingly misled the public to generate unfounded fear and orchestrated what was arguably the greatest and most widespread policy-making calamity in human history, must be held accountable in the biggest, boldest, and most symbolic manner imaginable to ensure, to assure the world that this will never happen again in the West. He goes... What we need in order to assure the that outcome is something to rival the Nuremberg trials in scope and sensationalism. Nuremberg was selected as the location for those trials because it was there where annual propaganda rallies were held and the sickness of Nazism began. It was symbolic to have Nazism ends Nazism's end take place at the site of its beginning. I am hopeful that we will one day have the similarly symbolic myelin trials to prosecute those government officials who orchestrated the lockdown, school closures, and general human suffering that the West endured after the Lombardy region of Italy, where the city of Milan is located, or Milan is located, followed China's lockdown protocol without the slightest historical precedent suggesting any efficacy of the practice, and the rest of the and the rest of the West simply follows suit for reasons that the Milan trials hope might hopefully reveal. Though China is likely the primary culprit in unleashing COVID upon the world, it might be perhaps more appropriate to have these trials in Wuhan. It is difficult to imagine ways in which China's ruling Communist Party could be held to account for their obvious role in all of this outside of an armed conflict in which we are victorious. The Chinese clearly do not respect the international authority of the United States or other Western powers any more than they respect their own innocent and healthy citizens whom they are willing to incarcerate in their homes in mass by welding the doors to their homes shut. And they are clearly withdrawing from the international dialogue while signaling alliances with the West adversaries. 
This withdrawal may be occurring less dramatically than Japan's storming away from the League of Nations in 1933 when the League attempted to hold it accountable for invading Manchuria. Uh, but efforts to hold China accountable for the Wuhan virus have been similarly met with Chinese disregard. There's here's what here's what is now supported by evidence as the likeliest series of events leading into the Western lockdowns, though only a year ago, these would have been the ravings of a conspiracy theorist. The Chinese government can, conducted gain of function experimentation with bat coronaviruses in an American funded lab in Wuhan. In this mutated virus either escaped or was purposely released. The communist Chinese government subsequently locked down areas affected by the outbreak while hiding the actual ravages of the virus and presented to the world the efficacy of lockdowns and the destruction of one's own national um, economy in the interest of public health. What That the communist Chinese would do all of this out of desperation in order to jockey for a better economic position on the world stage would have shocked no one even in early 2020. But Prior to 2020, we in the West imagined ourselves to be citizens of nations freer than that. That fantasy crumbled in March of 2020. Milan, Italy was where it began. Milan, a city of 1.2 million people with the European ground zero for or was the European ground zero for COVID lockdowns. On March 8th, 2020, the streets were silent in Milan. Residents, quote, woke up that Sunday to the news that it had been locked down by the Italian government in a bid to contain the coronavirus outbreak, unquote. Initially, it was just 16 million supposedly free citizens on lockdown in the Lombardy region of Italy. By March 10th, it was expanded to all 60 million Italians, becoming the, quote, first democratic nation since World War II to announce a nationwide lockdown, unquote. By by March 14th, Spain was nationally locked down. By the 17th, so was France. By the 23rd of March, both the UK and Germany were under national lockdown. By April 1st, the majority of European countries were under national lockdown. And as we all know, the United States had already begun instituting localized lockdowns based upon a national guidance. So widely... Uh, so widely that by mid-April, 300 million Americans, more than 90% were living under some form of lockdown. What too few knew or know, however, is that the West had flung its citizens into liberty-strangling liberty lockdowns far more readily than even Asia. Despite the fact that there had never been any modern evidence that such interventions as lockdowns could contain a respiratory viral outbreak. For example, some very early, more reliable data emerged uh, from South Korea by March se- March 27th, the Center for Strategic International Studies was heralding its response, which included much coordination of health agencies and ample availability of testing, but the term lockdown, which was being bandied about with increasing irregularity in Western media, didn't appear. Indeed, as the West was instituting nationalized lockdowns at breakneck speed, South Korea never did more than issuing national recommendations much like Sweden did at that time, and as did Japan, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Singapore. In fact, few more than a handful of Asian nations had instituted national lockdowns by April 1st of 2021. I'm, I'm sorry, April 1st of 2020. By that same date, more than three in four European nations had indiscriminately locked down their entire nations. This South Korea data was discussed by Dr. David Katz in the New York Times on March 20th of 2020 as an appeal to not commit to lockdowns in the United States. He recognized that reports from South Korea showed that deaths were mainly clustered among the elderly, uh, those with significant chronic illnesses such as diabetes and heart disease, and those in both groups. 
Prophetically, he warned our nation of the dangers that lay ahead if we remained committed to the lockdown strategy in order to, quote, flatten the curve, unquote, as had already by that time been prescribed by Dr. Anthony Fauci. A pivot right now from trying to protect all people to focus on the most vulnerable remains entirely plausible. With each passing day, however, it becomes more difficult. The path we are on may well lead to uncontained viral contagion and monumental collateral damage to our society and economy. So indeed, monumental collateral damage has been inflicted upon society and the economy in the past three years, along with the effects of uncontained viral contagion. Thankfully, we've reached a point where the former is discussed more commonly than the latter. Lockdowns have been a disaster on a global scale, but there has never been any convincing evidence to substantiate their efficacy in the first place. The sober, rational people who were saying that at the time were heavily censored by early April 2020, if not erased totally in the interest of promoting uh, preferred digital propaganda of the government, media, and corporate interests. Why did Western nations commit to this unproven non-pharmaceutical intervention, which stole irreplaceable time and experience from our children, destroyed countless small businesses while propping up corporate empires, commanded unprecedented powers for the government while stirring social unrest, and reshaped the balance of power between the citizen and the political class? Why did they silence people who were speaking the truth? Did they mean well and just get it wrong? Or was there something more nefarious involved? We need answers and we demand justice. We can only come from identifying and adequately punishing those involved. That is the only way to ensure that nothing like COVID madness we witnessed in 2020 to 2022 is ever inflicted upon the world again. Well, folks, I would love to say that that's going to happen, but that is not going to happen because we have uh, Biden already bringing us into this treaty with the World Health Organization. And this is all being planned around another pandemic, pandemic virus unleashing, blah, blah, blah. Bill Gates said back in 2012, if we do a really good job with vaccines, we can reduce the population by 20 percent. Think about that. If we do a really good job with vaccines, we can reduce the population by 20%. What? And people still think, oh, he's such a nice guy. Look, he did Microsoft. <laughs> he gave us all the viruses on his computer. <sighs> but then you wonder why. Because he wants more money. Because every time you've got to update. Anyway, I'm just saying, folks, we're in the end days. The Klaus Schwab's, the Yuval Noah Harari's, the WF, the World Economic Forum, the World This, World That, Global This, Global That, blah, blah, blah. Well, what does the Bible say will happen in the end days? It will be one world government. Or, you know, as Bush said, we're going to be the one world government. No new taxes. <laughs> oh, Bush Sr. Yeah, the Bushes are evil, 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 wicked people. They're very evil. And uh, what you don't know is they were doing seances in the White House. There's a whole history of what has been done in our White House in the United States of America. And we had no idea what was going on us as citizens. Ha! Watch Billy Crone and you'll learn a whole lot. Go to getalifemedia.com and getalifemedia.com and check out Pastor Billy Crone and all of his Bible studies ranging from you name it to you whatever. It's all on there. It's got... Um, everything from Satanism, demons, Roman Catholicism, uh, Judaism, everything, folks. It's all in there. If you've ever wondered about the charismatic craziness, all that stuff, it's in there. Go check it out. The Naming Clay, Blam It, Grab It group, they're all in there. Go check it out. Um, and now, if you didn't get a chance to watch Wednesday's service, it had A.J. Carabine or Carabine. I love him. He's going through the book of Revelation. 
when Pastor Willie is out, um, he steps in. Folks, you want to go and check that out. I love AJ. I really do. But one other big, huge thing before I get off here. Do not forget, you guys. Do not forget the Behold, I Am Coming Quickly Conference. The bi-monthly Understanding the Times event is this Thursday, March the 16th. And it is with Pastor Mark Henry. Jan Markell invites Tom Hughes to speak about current events and how they're lining up with Bible prophecy. It is today, folks, Thursday, March the 16th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Folks, you do not want to miss that. It is free of charge. First come, first serve. But you know what's even better? We around the world can watch it on the internet for free. We can live stream it just like we were sitting there, folks. You want to go to Mark Henry, Mark Henry Ministries.com come to be able to watch that live stream and even better if you have the two apps you got the mark ministry uh ministries app and olive tree ministries app you guys jump on because you're going to want to watch this tonight i am super 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 excited about it and i do love tom hughes if you want to know more about tom hughes you can go for hopeforourtimes.com hopeforourtimes.com and check all about it and that's his website there you will love it you can watch all the good stuff he's got a new book um coming out marking the masses i think it's already you can pre-order now so marking the masters the mark will control commerce buying and selling making it an economic system therefore it will be implemented with the promise of solving an economic problem gee do we see anything like that happening right now banking systems failing like the digital currency one world government one world currency no cash cashless society mark everything is happening guys Go check out that book that's coming out. I can't wait for it to come out. I'm going to look at it right now and see when it is coming out. So it is releasing April of 2023. It will be released in April 23. So we only have a couple weeks to go. I'm super excited um, to check that book out. I do love Thomas. If you look for it, it's under Thomas J. Hughes. But another good thing about Hope for Our Times Ministry is he's got news and articles. He's got all kinds of good stuff on there. So if you're looking for more news than what I give you or else you can find other places, please go there to HopeForOurTimes.com. Israel blocks EU's foreign chief from visiting over critical comments. There's all kinds of stuff. Tons of uranium missing from Libyan state or Libyan site. Uh, the fog is lifting. This is what I'm going to read to you guys um, on the next episode later on this afternoon. I wanted to read it now, but I'm already at a little over an hour. And uh, so we will do that coming up next. We're going to talk all about a lot of stuff. Of course, the Russian fighter jet dumps fuel on the U.S. Reaper drone. It was an accident, but they didn't mean to. It was just whatever. There's video of him dumping fuel on the U.S. Reaper drone. So it seems to me that's an act of, um, you know, I'm not going to say it. But God was not wrong by Damon Duck. And I read that to you guys. So, folks, so much is going on. It's coming, guys. There is a day coming. Jesus Christ is coming everything is everything is ready like i said it's on the precipice it's like teetering on the edge and once we are raptured boom it all it all comes it all comes together aliens took them aliens took them folks don't be deceived don't be or in king james version be ye not deceived okay guys i'm gonna get out of here so i'm telling you get tippy toe and get your rapture practice going because i am I'm ready, ready. There's nothing in this world left for us, folks. We are looking for our home, away from home. We are in this world, Jesus said, but we are not of this world. Always remember that. When you long for your home, when you ever had that feeling like, I don't belong here because we don't belong here. <laughs> so Jesus even told us you're in this world, 
but you're not of this world. And so praise God for that. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ for his grace, for his salvation, for his mercy, and for never leaving us nor forsaking us. And folks, if you're finding yourself in a hard time right now, like some of us are, when plans fall through and things don't work out and people make promises to you and then they backtrack on those and you think you're left with nothing and you think you're left with no way, no way to pay bills or no way to whatever, let me tell you something. God always provides no matter what. We may not see any way out, but that's what makes it so amazing is when you trust God, you have no fear because Jesus said perfect love cast out fear. And so we trust him for everything. And guess what, guys? He makes it all work. It all works together to those who love God. And so just remember that he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. So put your trust in him. And when circumstances arise, our trust is our faith is not in circumstances. Our faith is not in our money. Our faith is not in anything. Our faith is in God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And believe and have faith that he's going to take care of everything. And that's what the Bible says. He will take care of us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. So folks, remember that. He is our provider. He's our healer. He is our comforter. He is our God, our master. He is our everything. And so I'm so thankful and uh, just just so thankful that, you know, I have the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the best friend that sticks closer than a brother. <laughs> so you guys early, I'm going to get off of here. So with that, you know it, you know it, guys. Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you as we await the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs>